Chapter Fifty, Part Fourteen of Angels of the Battlefield. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Angels of the Battlefield by George Barton. Chapter Fifty, Part Fourteen: Catholics in the War. St. Teresa's Church at the northeast corner of Broad and Catherine Streets was temporarily used as a hospital for wounded soldiers during the war. On July 4, 1897, Reverend Joseph V. O'Connor, one of the eloquent priests of the Diocese of Philadelphia, delivered an address in this church relative to Catholics in the war. A score of Grand Army posts attended the exercises which were also honored by the presence of the venerable hugh lane who has been pastor of the church during and since the war father o'connor's address deserves a place in this volume he said the sacred edifice in which you assemble is an appropriate spot for religion and patriotism to meet for st Teresa's church was for a time in the civil war a military hospital the old railway station at broad and prime streets was the rendezvous of the union troops from the north and east going to and from the seat of war the gleaming cross upon the church seemed lifted in benediction over army after army marching past the poet byron represents the forest of ardennes as weeping over the unreturning brave of waterloo but the sign of man's redemption may have lifted up many a catholic soldier's heart destined to be stilled in the next battle these walls now bright with light and color have re-echoed the moans of the dying the venerable priest whose gracious presence lends dignity and historic interest to this celebration prepared here many a soldier for the last dread fight with death the universal conqueror I seem to behold mingling with your solid phalanx the shadowy forms of the brave men who were delivered from the storm and earthquake of battle to breathe out their spirits here in the peace of the sanctuary far be it from me to limit to the catholic breast that noble fire of the love of country which with purifying flame burned in the great heart of the nation when war sounded the trumpet call to the children of the republic it is occasion that shows the man our civil war was an occasion that showed our church the legislative code of england was disgraced even in victoria's reign by the calumny and imbecility of penal laws against catholics to be a catholic was to be a traitor in vain did we appeal to history which crowns with laurels the brows of unnumbered catholic patriots and heroes in every land of the universal church the thundering legion fought for the roman emperor who decreed its martyrdom the fleet of protestant england was led against the armada of catholic spain by a catholic in the service of a queen who sent his fellow religionists to the stake on account of their faith the patriotism of the catholic is motivated by his religion it rises superior to the form in which civil government may be embodied were the pope as temporal prince to invade our country we should be bound in conscience to repel him nor would our patriotism conflict one iota with our religious faith 
our people driven by misgovernment from their native soil found the portals of the great republic flung open to them in friendly welcome they came to the north and to the west thus the great centres of industry in the northern states were crowded with catholics many of us had learned the bitter lessons which tyranny bad government and religious rancour had to impart under the scourge of england's misrule of ireland as burke cochrane says england's treatment of the irish people has made the world distrust her ireland's love for america dates from before the revolution the irish parliament passed resolutions of sympathy with the american colonists the great tides of emigration from ireland set in early and continued until at the outbreak of the civil war the north was one-fourth celtic in blood the catholic church studiously refrained from any official pronouncement upon the causes of the conflict which she deplored the first regiment to respond to president lincoln's initial call for troops was the sixty-ninth new york it was mainly irish and catholic within forty-eight hours it was on its way to the front new york pre-eminently a catholic state furnished one-seventh of the military forces in the war for the union obviously the government had no reason for recording the religious faith of its soldiers patriotism is at once a natural and a civic virtue that it may be supernaturalized is evident from the words of st paul bidding us obey the higher powers for conscience sake the country had to face a condition not a theory and whatever abstract reasoning has to say about state rights the will of the majority of the people which is the supreme law in a republic decided for the maintenance of the federal union the best traditions of the country north and south identified liberty with union god appears to have made the country one in geographical formation in sameness of language in homogeneity of character two illustrious catholic prelates recognized as leaders in israel the moses and the joshua of the church archbishop kendrick of baltimore and archbishop hughes of new york declared in favor of the union the sainted sage of the primatial city flung the starry banner from the pinnacle of his cathedral the archbishop of new york was so thoroughly identified with the cause of the union that he was invested by the president and his secretary of state with the authority of envoy extraordinary to the courts of europe unroll the military records of our country and you will read column after column of names that are historically catholic read the names on the tombstones of soldiers in the great national cemeteries and you will find in the christian name alone confirmatory evidence of the faith of the hero that sleeps beneath the catholic knows that the church imposes in baptism the name of a saint we may safely judge that he is a catholic who bears the name of patrick and michael of bernard and dominic not even the conservative spirit of the church of england could retain the old saintly nomenclature and puritanism chose the names of old testament worthies or names taken from natural history and even heathen mythology if we reckon our soldiers by their religion the majority would be catholic 
and we should find that we had given our children in far greater number than any one denomination on the second day of gettysburg a catholic priest ascending an eminence lifted his hand to give absolution and far as the eye could reach rank upon rank of soldiers bent their heads like cornfields swept by the summer breeze hancock the superb impressed by the solemnity of the scene bared his brow if the poet thought that a tear should fall for stonewall jackson because he spared barbara fritchie's union flag will not a catholic murmur a prayer for the great general who gave heed to the priest calling upon his people to be contrite for their sins in the hour which for many would be the last the seven successive stormings of the heights of fredericksburg by the irish brigade has long passed into history as surpassing alma and the sedan keenan's cavalry charge at chancellorville saved the union army at the cost of three hundred lives the charge of the light brigade at balaclava was described by a french officer as magnificent but unmilitary c'est magnifique mais c'est ne pas la guerre but keenan's charge was both glorious and strategic his troop rushed like a whirlwind upon twenty thousand confederates his men were shot down or sabred in the saddle the steeds maddened by wounds and uncontrolled by their dead riders plunged into the thick of the confederate ranks and so disconcerted and appalled them that the main army of the union had time to save itself from otherwise inevitable destruction perhaps the most critical point of the war was the success or the failure of sheridan's devastation of the shenandoah valley which was the great base of supplies for the south sheridan's historic ride which saved the day at winchester was the exploit of a catholic the republic subsequently conferred upon this son of the church one of the highest and most responsible positions in her keeping the generalship of her armies one of the first if not the first band of trained nurses that offered their services to the government was the religious society of the sisters of charity their title is their history their services in hospitals and on the field did more than tomes of controversy to make the catholic church better known and consequently loved by the american people the convalescing soldier by word and by letter spread the information throughout the land that the ministrations of the catholic sisterhood reminded him of a mother's love and a sister's tenderness the heroic devotion to duty of the catholic chaplains who made no distinction of religion when a soldier was to be helped endeared the catholic religion to many who met a catholic priest for the first time in camp or hospital our own noble-hearted archbishop rendered such service to the wounded soldiers in st louis that the government offered him a chaplaincy care of the body was often supplemented with the higher care of the soul in that parting hour when mortality leans upon the breast of religion the example of devoted priest and religious gently led many a soul into the hope and the consolation of divine faith god grant that our country shall never again reel under the shock of war yet out of the nettle of danger has come the flower of safety 
calumny suspicion distrust of our patriotism were struck dumb never again shall we be taunted with secret antipathy to free institutions the banner of the stars was rebaptized in our blood to the soldier of the war the church owes a debt of gratitude he proved often by his death that the religion which he professed far from condemning his patriotism commended it as a virtue and the faith that sustained him in battle supported him when his heart poured out the blood of supreme sacrifice upon the altar of his country and though no memorial marks his resting place the church in every mass pleads for the repose of his soul the soldier stands as the highest value which we place upon our country and her institutions he says to all my country is worth dying for in our thoughtless way we take liberty security of life and property the blessings of religion and safeguards of law and all the beauty and amenity of our civilization as a matter of course without the soldier all these goods would perish it is war that preserves and protects peace the soldier is the guardian of our homes honor him make peaceful and happy his declining years thank god with david for preparing our hands for the sword before whose blinding ray in the hand of the hero domestic treason and foreign conspiracy slink into their dens bless god for making us a nation of soldiers as well as of citizens the war proved that the american soldier north and south is without a peer in bravery in discipline and self-control whilst our republic gives birth to such heroic sons we may laugh armed europe to scorn soldiers there is another battle another field a greater captain than even the archangel who led the embattled seraphim to war you divine my meaning be soldiers of the cross fight the good fight of faith be sober pure charitable the laurel that binds the warrior's brow on earth soon fades the flowers of decoration day droop with the setting sun but the divine captain of our salvation will place upon your brow if you are faithful to the end a crown that fadeth not away a wreath which you will receive amid the shout of the heavenly armies End of chapter 50, part 14. Recording by John Brandon.